Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Current events, local, world news, and what's trending. Thank you for joining me this morning. gentlemen welcome to the show i hope everybody had a good week i hope everybody out there was being um safe following the rules out there so with the government announcements thank you for joining me this morning so with the government um announcements this week here in ontario canada um as we're coming out of the emergency orders uh the lockdowns and the stay at home um different regions are going to open up at different times um here in london ontario and i expected that uh we were going to be maybe um opening up probably in the yellow or the orange restricts um the london area is going to open up in the red control so what that really means is that yes businesses will be able to open up starting on tuesday and it is going to have uh limited um patrons um in businesses so the london and middlesex and the elgin oxford's um counties will reopen in the red con- in the red control zone um of the province's covid-19 response framework on tuesday So the province made the widely anticipated announcement on Friday ahead of lifting of the stay-at-home order for the majority of the province on February the 16th. Uh, The Toronto, Peel, and the York regions will return to the framework on February the 22nd. So they're going to remain in the lockdown and stay-at-home order until February the 22nd. Now, while the stay-at-home order is being lifted, for the regions in the red, the province continues to recommend leaving your home only for essential reasons, not visiting other households, and avoid social gatherings. 
The indoor private gatherings are not recommended and are still capped at five people indoors or 25 people outdoors. Not at the same time. Our top medical officer here in the city of London, he says there are still lots of restrictions and to be absolutely clear, the recommendations for the Middlesex London Health Unit and across the province is, is still to avoid all indoor gatherings. He thinks that the red is better than the orange for us for now. So I guess, you know, we're pretty lucky to be this far, you know, coming out of these lockdowns and stay at home orders. But of course, you know, uh, wearing wearing your mask, avoid large crowds, staying six feet apart, not going to other households, even though the stay-at-home order is being lifted. He added that the region ended up in red despite lower numbers recently because the province used data up to until Friday uh, when the incident rate was about 39 per 100,000. This other medical officer of health is, goes on to say, we are just overcome a significant surge in our region. Thank you for the likes. With many cases that required hospitalization, intensive care, there were many deaths. She says, I know we're all tired and we are longing for those days where we can spend quality time with our loved ones, but we're just not there yet. Yeah, we are growing tired and we all are tired. But as we move through these restrictions, as case counts come down, and hopefully uh, they come down dramatically. So with this red zone, we are gonna be in it until at least the end of February and see where we are then. And then we, we move into the orange, then you know more people uh, can go into restaurants, more people can go into businesses, so on and so forth. So the new restrictions are expected to remain in place for at least two more weeks. That's what I just said. Here are some of the restrictions that will take effect in the London Middlesex and the, in the uh, Elgin Oxford on Tuesday. For the retail sector, supermarkets, convenience stores, pharmacies can open at 75% capacity. All other retail at 50% capacity, including big box, liquor, hardware, and garden stores. The capacity limit and signs advertising not to enter if you have COVID-19 systems must be posted publicly. Only non-adjacent fitting rooms can open. So meaning if you're going into your favorite clothing store, that 
probably three at the most, you know, in a small in a small store can have those change rooms open. Maximum of 10 patrons seated in a mall food court. Restaurants and bars. 10 people allowed indoors where distancing allows maximum of four people per table. No buffet style service. Patrons must be screened and contact information collected. And we were doing this already when we were in the, or, uh, the orange and the yellow, even before we even moved uh, to the red, even before the lockdown. The bars and restaurants were already doing this, taking your name and your telephone number. Face coverings required except when eating and drinking. So if you got to get up, use the restroom, you have to have your mask on. If you're going outside, if you're a smoker, you have to wear your mask all the way outside. And then when you return, you have to have it back on until you get to your table again. No liquor served after 9 p.m. The establishment, the establishment must close by 10 p.m. No dancing, singing, or live music. Nightclubs and strip clubs can only operate as restaurants or bars. Sports and recreation. No contact. Maintain two meters distancing at all times. Three meters around weights, equipment, or other exercises. Where distancing, can, where distancing can be maintained, 10 people allowed indoors or 25 people outdoors, no spectators, except for one guardian for those under 18. Reservations required. Patrons can remain for a maximum of 90 minutes unless playing a sport. Our personal services, no services requiring removal of face covering is allowed. Other businesses and the and and uh, other events, organized public gatherings can include a maximum of five people indoors, twenty-five people outdoors. The religion services can operate at thirty percent capacity indoors or a hundred people outdoors. Casinos, bingo halls and gaming can open with 10 people indoors, 25 people outdoors, no table games. Same with the liquor, open only be served till 9 p.m. No consumption after 10 p.m. Cinemas closed except for drive-ins, rehearsal performances or, or recorded broadcast events allowed with restrictions. But who's gonna go to a drive-in in the middle of February. Certainly not me. Now, when we look at the at the color uh, protection, 
Green is prevent. And that doesn't mean that the economy is fully open. It's not a free for all when we go to a green, a green prevent. It's not normalcy. Yellow is protect. Orange is restrict. Red is control, which we are moving into starting on Tuesday here in Ontario and London, except for the Toronto Peel areas of Toronto. That's not until February 22nd. The gray is lockdown, which we are coming out of. So saying that it does allow businesses to reopen, the malls can reopen up. All the stores in the malls can open, small business restaurants, all can start to reopen starting on Tuesday. So it gives, you know, the, um, the people who own the restaurants, your stores in the mall or other small business gives you the opportunity over the weekend to get your business organized, get your staff back in to go over all the safety protocols. So you have all day Saturday, Sunday, Monday is a holiday here across Ontario, which we call it family day. And Tuesday, these businesses can start to open. Now, with all the re all these restrictions still in place, even though that they're lifting the stay-at-home order, they're still recommending that you do not visit other households. And that only five people in the household still remains. That's if you have five people. If you have six people in your household, you have a big family and it's immediate family, obviously the people who live in that household and nobody else. So I think this is the one I wanted here. Now, with cases, you know, it's been going, our cases have just been going up and down, up and down. You know, schools have been back now for two weeks. And here in, in uh, our region of the Middlesex County and the Elgin counties, Five schools have already reported cases of COVID-19. Only been back for two weeks. The March break, that's not gonna happen in March. They are gonna do it in April instead. 
So hopefully our schools can remain open. Now, what if the novel coronavirus can never be eradicated? You know, this is something that we may have to live with. Vaccines rolling out, maybe that's something that we might have to do on an annual basis, maybe it's something that we might have to do every two years to have a vaccine, to be vaccinated. Now, Toronto, I think it was back in 2003 when we had the first SARS outbreak. SARS was eradicated. MERS was eradicated. Every other coronavirus we have discovered, though, remains in circulation. That raises an obvious question, which way will SARS-CoVid-2 go? Have we missed our window? to rid ourselves of it. Now that it's mutating into more infectious form, is it destined to remain with us for the rest of our lives? Three new variants of this virus is spreading across the world. These three variants, new variants are in 50 countries already. Or is there still a chance that we can take it out for good? That effective vaccinations will eliminate its ability to survive by spreading from person to person. The World Health Organization thinks it's too late for that kind of optimism. Its leaders were, were uh, openly discussing COVID-19's future and that, is, that it is permanently circulating. As early as last May, arguing that even at, at the time there had been too much transmissions of the novel coronavirus for its, for its ever to be fully eliminated. Well, we never got rid of the flu. have to get a vaccination shot every flu season. It's probably what we may have to do with this coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2. Says back then comparison point of the Hughes emergency chief medical officer He says that um,
you know, even HIV remains an active virus and it's closely monitored and there are effective treatments. So the virus starts attacking its host differently or targeting different hosts, becoming even more dangerous. You know, when they're talking about the United Kingdom variant, it's 30% more deadlier and it spreads 70% faster. Now, as this goes on here, with the vaccines that are rolling out with Pfizer, Moderna, the two biggest right now, Will we need booster shots? Well, there are four coronaviruses that freely circulate among human populations with minimal attempts to control them. They're responsible for various common respiratory infections, including about 10% of the cases of the common cold. Some scientists speculate that these viruses may have been more lethal when first emerged in the distant past than mutated over time to better survive without killing their hopes. Evidence for, uh, for or against this is limited because of four coronaviruses jumped from animals to people long before we understood what they were. If it is true though, it could help explain why the three most recent coronaviruses to emerge, SARS, MERS, and SARS-CoV-2, which we are, we have now, are so much deadlier, perhaps, if they were allowed to run unchecked the population, they would eventually become less lethal as well. But nobody knows for sure that'll happen or how long it will take. Only that waiting for it would mean a lot more death than the world has seen from COVID-19 thus far. You know, since last year, you know, when it started back, in China. Now that could be going back as far as November, December of 2019. And then as we learned about it coming into January of 2020 and February, late February when they called it a world pandemic, the economy started to shut down all over the world. We didn't eradicate it then, and it's certainly not gone now. 
And we went from 2020 to 2021 only to pick up where we left off. Our case, our case counts here across Canada and just here in Ontario, before Christmas time, we were seeing a little over 4,000 cases a day. Not as bad as, uh, as, as some countries out there, but bad enough. But from the, from the spring uh, to the summer when we started to lift restrictions and uh, we were out doing our things over the summertime, leading into the fall, and even then the healthcare professionals were talking about a second wave. Leading up to Christmas time, we were still able to be open as the cases increased and then only be put into a lockdown. December the 26th and two weeks later to a stay at home order. And here we are in February looking to slowly open the economies, working backwards from the color-coded restrictions. Like I said, starting here in London, Ontario, in regions surrounding us, just moving into the red restrict. We could potentially be in the, in the yellow or the orange pretty easily because of our number. But our top doctor here in the city of London feels more comfortable moving us from the gray to the red and staying there for a couple weeks and see where our numbers are at. Now, with these different variants, you know, when they talk about um, the possibility of booster shots to fight SARS-CoV-2, vaccinations required to be repeated every few years for a maximum efficiency, as is the case with the tetanus vaccine. Now let's say we need to get vaccinated every two years. This is something that we could potentially have to live with for many years to come. And potentially permanent. Just like the flu, because there's no cure for that. So where do we go? Where do we go from here, ladies and gentlemen? Even with the vaccines rolling out and you get vaccinated, are you gonna feel more comfortable once you've had your had your vaccine?
How long do you think you'll have to wear a mask? How long do you think you'll have to social distance? How long do you think it's going to take us to, to get back to what we know, what is normal? To get back to full stadiums, live concerts, all the festivities that happen throughout the year. to get back to where there was no restrictions on our lives. How long do you think that's gonna take? I was reading an article the other day and it said at the rate that we are going with the vaccines, it would take seven to 10 years to vaccinate the planet. That's too long. But you gotta remember the population of this world that we live in of over 7.8 billion people. If Canada kept its rate at its at its at its, at, its, at its present time, it would take Canada ten years to vaccinate all of its citizens. We had problems with the rollout of the vaccines with the uh, Pfizer upgrading its facilities in order to get these vaccines out and rolling at full steam. Now, another question here, why there's no free pass? Reinfection is another open question when it comes to the novel coronavirus. And even more important one, if the virus becomes permanent. Although documented cases of someone recovering from COVID-19 and then contracting it again are rare and generally involve a milder form of the disease the second time around. Some experts now are saying that previous infections should be considered a free pass. I don't know about that.
if you get reinfected, typically it'll be more mild. But then there's the the uh, societal risk of your ability to pass it on to somebody else who's completely susceptible. She said that the envision of a future with SARS-CoV-2 stays in the background as a low-grade infection and requires an annual vaccination. Now, it could be annually, it could be every couple of years. Just like the flu shot's an annual vaccine. Now, we all should get the flu shot. I haven't even heard any, anything about flu cases. Has anybody come down with the flu? I haven't. We're all wearing masks, we're all washing our hands, we're all social distancing. We've been in lockdown, stay-at-home orders. And you can almost think that the flu doesn't exist anymore. But it does. Maybe it's just been put on the back burner. But it's amazing how we can keep the flu down to where it is right now to almost nothing by wearing a mask, washing our hands, social distancing. You know, the same like I say, with the flu shot, that is pretty much here to stay. And every year we get a new uh, flu vaccine protecting the strains will drift. It might be that way with COVID as well. With this disease continue transmit, mostly likely for a long time, if the vaccine covered legs behind. So hopefully not. Here in Canada, they are building a new facility in Quebec to make vaccines. Now remember, We've only ever eradicated one disease at this, on this planet, smallpox. And we're struggling against polio and we're struggling to eliminate measles. Chickenpox. With so much of COVID-19's future still open to questions, the experts agree the best approach is to focus on, on tamping down overall virus activity, reducing its ability to spread and mutate. 
And this is why, even with the vaccines rolling out, and this is why we're still going to be needing to follow these protocols of wearing a mask, washing your hands, social distancing, not gathering in large groups. If we don't have COVID-19 under control, more variants will only lead to more virulent variants. That's why good control of the disease in any jurisdiction has led not only to a decrease in hospitalizations, but the, but the lack of emergence of the new variants. A virus that's able to mutate. Different strains of the flu comes out. They try to stay ahead of it. And even with these restrictions being lifted here, across Ontario and other parts of the country here in Canada. We've done this before. Only to see the numbers come back. We're not that far away from spring. And as the weather changes, People get out more. Will we keep this under control? Ski hills are going to be able to open up. They were operating just up before Christmas, only to be shut down. But as we get, as we're able to get out and do more things, it is imperative that we still follow these rules. Even getting the vaccine isn't a free pass. I'm glad to see we're at least getting something. I'm glad to see that these small businesses can start to reopen. You know, because the big box stores and the Walmart. They have all been able to operate. Your neighborhood lumber store, your neighborhood restaurant, your neighborhood clothing stores, your malls. We're shuttered. 
thousands of people unemployed. How much recovery will they gain? That's remain to be seen. I guess it'll be up to all of us too on how these businesses are going to be able to operate. How long are they going to be able to stay open? Because the next lockdown should be every single business, including the Walmarts and the big box stores. Not just the little guys. And hopefully there is not another lockdown. But I'm not going to hold my breath. So I'll leave it here with you, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you for joining me this morning. I'll be back out tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And we'll have a further discussion of what is going on and get into a little bit more detail about what these color-coded um, openings mean. I was looking for one particular. Okay, here we go. Thank you for joining me this morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Enjoy your Saturday and your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Take care.